Hey, motherfucker. Hey, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. Hey, now. Hey. <laughs> Why is that funny? You know, it's lip smacking good. What are you eating? I'm having my dinner. What, what are you eating? Uh, some Pringles. Pringles. You called that dinner. That's right. Scorching cheddar. And it's not that hot. I don't know why they say scorching. What's your goal? How many stents do you want in that heart? Uh, what? <laughs> so how have you been? I've just been uh, peachy. How so? Well, well, I uh, got a raise. A hey. small raise. Yeah. A small raise? Yeah, yeah 25 cents. That's better than I'm going to get. I know. And I thought, well, all right, it's better than nothing because I'm quitting this job anyway. I literally do nothing and even it's getting to be too much. I, <laughs> I can't stand it. And I, I know how bad that sounds, but I don't care at this point. Well, I was greatly offended this afternoon when you put me on hold for an extended period of time for a customer. Yeah, I know. I didn't, want, I didn't have a choice. Dick move. This guy, and uh, he took a look, couple of minutes because he was very angry. Oh, nice. Well, he says, I came in, he comes in, he goes, I had a, I have a storage lot here. And I went, okay, what's your base number? What, What is it? So he gives me a number and it comes up and says, it's vacant. And I'm like, well, so I go to the former customer tab, right? Look up his name. There he is. I said, well, did you move out in July? He says, here, you moved out like July 17th. And he goes, no, I never moved out. And I said, well, this is what it says. And two people have rented that spot come and gone after you and <laughs> it's empty right now. So he's like, oh, where's all my stuff? I mean, how do I know? <laughs> it says here you moved out. I said, give me a sec. You know, he's getting nasty with me like I did something. I said, give me a second. I'll, I'll find out what happened to you. It come to find out. He stopped paying his bill, and he was he was contacted and contacted. Well, they, uh, they auctioned the spot off. Sure. We get like three it's months like, or something? Yeah, longer than that back then because I wasn't exactly on top of it. <laughs> and uh, he just, I said, oh, it was auctioned off. I said, what? Do I had know? priceless heirlooms in there. And I'm like, sure. oh, okay. Was <laughs> your Rolex collection in, involved? <laughs> There's no security there, right? No. Yeah. This place has been busted into so many times. <laughs> he gets mad. He's like, I had never signed out and I didn't. And I said, listen, you, here it is where they sent you certified mail. They sent you phone calls, you know, emails. You never responded, didn't pay. You got auctioned off. Well, uh, you're going to hear from my attorney. And I'm like, okay. You know, what do you mind? What do we do? You know, and that makes it even worse because he didn't have to put me on hold. I could have listened to that. I thought of it afterwards. But, you know, I couldn't stop. I said, oh, wait, I was going to go, hold on, hold on. Somebody <laughs> needs to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you mute me. <laughs> yeah. So nobody can hear you laugh right he, in the guy's face. Right. But he goes, oh, I'm going to call your, you know, who, who's your boss? And I went, you know, I told him who my boss was. Well, I need you to give me his number. And I said, I'm not allowed to give you his number. I'll take your number and I'll have him call you. When's he going to do that? And I said, I don't know. When he does it. <laughs> not his fucking babysitter. I don't handle his, you know, what am I, his secretary? He's getting on my nerves at that point. I was like, listen, man, keep it friendly. Or you're going to lose twice. <laughs> I get. Uh, I I can't say what we do at work, but 
uh, it's in the financial realm and we'll get these calls from people and they go, well, I received something and uh, it, it, this isn't for me. And I, I think this is a scam. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it, you know. I don't even call the cops if you want. What would you like me to do, sir? And so I thought, you know, on my last day there, I get one of these calls and they go, I, I think this is a scam. I'm going to pull the phone away from my mouth and go, they're on to us, and then hang up. <laughs> you know, when I had that telemarketer job in Hollywood, when somebody would start saying this, the guy next to me, he would just go, okay, can you hold on a second? And then you can always hear him say, oh, what for? And he goes, because I want to pull my pants up. I <laughs> <laughs> would start laughing and completely throw me off whatever script I was reading to whoever I was talking to. And I would just have to hang up. <laughs> Man, that was funny. We haven't discussed that, the telemarketer's job. When was this in the canon, in the succession of jobs you had? Where, where was this placed? The first job I got when I was there was Man's Chinese Theater. And then it was the bookstore. And I think that was after that. Then it was the telemarketer job. Were you selling something? Yeah, it was the whole, that job was actually a scam because we were supposed to call people, right? businesses and restaurants and stuff like that and we had to pretend that we were their local supplier of cash register tape and then you get them to buy a box of this cash register tape for an outrageous amount they had a whole script and you know the whole nine yards and they would give you uh telephone book pages from all over it's all cold calls yeah after about 10 or 15 minutes people would realize it's a scam and hang up once, once you, re- once they realized what you were doing, you were supposed to hang up. Was that in the script? No, that was in the the handbook, the employee handbook. Wow, it was written out like that. Because you had to, t- you couldn't tell them who you were or where you were calling from. You had to say, "Oh, I'm your local supplier, and we're having a sale on these cash register tapes." <laughs> Another job I should have never quit because I was making. That was the job that paid me the most the entire time I was there. Yeah, it was like $15, $16 an hour. Wow, and that was this late concept. 80s? Yeah, which was good back then. You know? Sure. I know probably get arrested for doing it now. I mean, yeah. how many how many bottles of uh, a night train you could afford oh. on, on that salary? That's enough to kill you. And um, just, imagine, a doubt. just imagine how many pair of yellow leper-spotted boots you could buy. I could. I, had a whole, I could have had a whole leper-spotted wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> And would have walked around proud, too, so uh, screw you. You're still proud of that. I am proud of it. Yellow leopard spotted Those are great. Boots. They're the best pair of shoes I ever owned. Have you gone shoeless since? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> only in my heart. Okay. <laughs> like I said, you would get bored very quickly doing these things because it, it was an absolute scam. So I one day they gave me these all these phone book pages from uh, Denver. It's just whatever's on there. And, of course, I came across a uh, phone number for a party clown <laughs> and immediately started tormenting this poor person. Because <laughs> it, it was one of these, like a phone message, the answering machine. Uh-huh. So it was like this gooby, woo-hoo, chuckles the party clown or something <laughs> oh, like that, you know? And I, just, and I started saying stuff. You're worse than a started, mime. Oh, yeah. And after about the, I don't know, but eighth or ninth message I would let it run out, and then I would make another one and another one. Then somebody finally answered off, who is this? Who is this? Did you know who it is? And then I hung up. <laughs> who is the uh, serial killer clown? 
John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne. It could have been him. You no. scared John Wayne Gacy. Oh, I scared somebody because they were not <laughs> happy with what I was saying. I'll never jerk off over a corpse again. I got to say, I, it, it amused me all afternoon. <laughs> I, uh, then I quit it because it just got, I just kept going, you know, I can't keep doing this. It's ridiculous. That's Chris, a common theme. Why do I keep quitting jobs I shouldn't? Because I was making a lot of money. Uh, apparently you don't learn. Yeah, no, that is the one true constant in life. Matt, you just got a quarter raise. Don't leave. Yeah, don't don't screw it up. You're on a career track. <laughs> Come on. You know, a, a dead end is a destination, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. I think I put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> How long did you last there? Oh, like uh, maybe two months, three months. And wow. I think they were going to get shut down. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, they were going to. I think it was getting close to. They were going to pull the plug off. But I shouldn't have quit it because. Because uh, you could have gotten arrested too. Who, you know what? Who cares? I, it's not like I had been arrested before. How many times had you been arrested by that? Like four or five times? No. God, what am I, Al Capone? No. <laughs> Your many assaults against the homeless? Yeah, take it easy, man. I don't do that. Roaming shit. the streets looking for homeless men. <laughs> That sounds like a very different kind of crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a brand new story. I, I have never heard the story of you in that uh, occupation. What other jobs that I have? I had, let's see. The, oh, here's something. Do you, do you remember when I was, uh, I got the job on the radio station? No. Yeah, I got a job as a DJ while I was there too, but I couldn't take it because it interfered with my uh, school. I actually went in and auditioned and they gave me the job. And what was, what did it entail? Was it you talking up records? No, I had to go in there and they put me, they gave me a little script and they, I had to read a steakhouse commercial and they said, wow, you're pretty good. And uh, they gave me a job. They all, they offered me one and it was going to be, uh, it was on some kind of syndicated show and, uh, I couldn't do it because it conflicted with school. All right. Now I'm just thinking back to you trying to do those lines for the Christmas episode and going, how the fuck did he lose the ability to speak? That's because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't written down in front of me. I wasn't reading off a piece of paper. All right. It was written down. I had to write, read it, just read it off the paper. So it was, you know, it was good. It was good. A syndicated, like, show, like, show, it had news and all, you know, kind of, they told me all about it. I didn't pay attention. I was just waiting for the money. They were on a bunch of different stations in uh, California, Oregon, and then one of them was in Hawaii. I remember that. Well, you know, I think you took the right decision because you turned down that opportunity and instead you made 50 cents in a band. Damn, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I don't regret it for one second. So, uh, screw you. Asshole. How dare you. <laughs> See, you have made correct decisions in your life. Yeah. yeah. Hanging up will be my next one. <laughs> So when you were in St. Louis, you yes. were in a movie. Two of them. Actually. Two of them. Feature presentations. Oddly enough, in the time since, I've tried to find them and I have no success. I can't find them either. So the two movies. So what, what was the first movie? The first movie was called Amateur Hour. That sounds apt for you. And I was the, a desk clerk at a sleazy hotel. Well, given your job history, that sounds pretty accurate. So how did you come about this uh, this part? How did you find out about it? I was sitting there. I didn't have a job, uh, oddly enough, at the time. You're kidding. And I was bored out of my skull. So I w uh, this is how bored I was. I started looking at the paper. 
What the paper? newspaper. The newspaper. Was that the local St. Louis newspaper or what? Yeah, whatever it was. All right. You know. And I just came across this ad that they were open auditions for this movie that they were going to film in St. Louis. This would have and been on Craigslist a couple of years later. Okay. Maybe, but it was in the local paper. Okay. Stop Stop trying to cheapen my experience. <laughs> you don't fucking know. All right. My apologies, sir. Yeah, okay. You're getting out of hand now. All right. So I said, well, it was the same day you had to go down there. And I said, all right, well, I'll go down there. I have literally nothing else to do. So I went down there, and it was like, you know, like a theater or warehouse kind of a thing. And there were a lot of people in there. A lot. A lot of bored walk, people. Yeah. And you walk in, you say, okay, you know, what are you here for? And you tell them, and they say, okay. You had to go over to this table, and they had all the, you know, like a stack like of each part. You know, you pick the one you wanted, and then you would audition in that part. You mean they had a stack of scripts for each part? Yeah. Well, you know, Xerox copies of all the whatever lines you wanted to say. So Okay. So I went, and I immediately picked the one that was just one page, and it only had three or four lines on Because I figured, well, how, how do you screw this up? <laughs> Got to love that <laughs> was, confidence. Yeah, well, you know, I had never done it before. So the, I'm sitting there watching these guys, and they're like, they're acting in the hallway, and they're, you know, doing all this nonsense. Blah, 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 blah. And the, the description of the character was the desk clerk at this hotel. And the description of the guy was you know, disheveled and you can tell by looking at him, he hates his job, hates his life and could not care less what you're doing. Now I laughed and I thought, oh, okay, I've had that job for the last 15 years. <laughs> I, I am this guy. Yeah. Uh, believe me, if I, I know how to not care about whatever your problem is. So the name of the so, character was Matt Powers. Basically. So I, <laughs> I thought I had to memorize it. So I'm trying to memorize it while th these guys are just, I don't know. They're like doing a whole show in front of me in the hallway. Uh -huh. So they finally, you know, they call me in there. I had, I mean, it took a long time. So I go in there and they said, well, and you get up on this little stage and there's like three or four people sitting at a table. They said, do you have a, any, you know, a resume or pictures? And I went, no. <laughs> so, they said, give me some head shots. <laughs> right. So they said, okay, this woman at the table is going to read with you, the little scene being the other person. And I read it in such a deadpan, I don't give a fuck voice that the the guy next to her started to laugh. And I thought, well, uh, I must have really been messing it up. I don't know what I'm doing. Because I thought he was laughing at me. And he goes, uh, can you do that again? You know, and, and I said, okay, you know, welcome to whatever hotel, you know, just whatever the line was. And I was just completely dead. With like a you know the thousand yard stare and whatever. <laughs> well, the, the guy was laughing again. And I'm thinking, man, this, maybe this was a mistake. I don't I don't know why he's laughing at me. So he said, hold on a second, you know. And they talked amongst themselves for a second. And the guy goes, thank you very much. That was fantastic. Ken, is this a good phone number for you? And I said, yeah, that's my you know cell phone. And he goes, would you would be willing to come back and do this again if we need? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, I don't have anything else to do. So. About a day or so later, they called me, and I go down there, and they said, okay, well, here's the part. He goes, would you mind reading this with a couple of the guys we're thinking of picking to be the lead in this movie? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Well, you know, All right. <laughs> so he gives me the paper, and it's, there's, it's like double what I had last time. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay. And I'm <laughs> You're like, going in with a great attitude. 
yeah. And I'm thinking, and I, I almost apologize. I was like, look, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, I've never, I didn't know what I was doing. He goes, no, 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 you were fantastic. So they made me do it again with about three or four of these guys come in. And I, every time I tried, <laughs> I cared less and less. I could tell, like, one guy that was doing it was getting visibly nervous because I truly wasn't, I was just staring at him, reading the paper, like, you know, welcome to the Fleabag Hotel, you know, whatever it was. And then they ran through it and they, they're still laughing at me. And he goes, <laughs> all right. After about the fourth guy, they could, and they said, listen, do you, they said, you know, this is our schedule or do you really, you want to be in this part? Cause we'd like you to be this guy. And I said, yeah, does that mean, does that mean I'm in the movie? And he goes, yes, I would like you to be in the movie. I've never seen anybody so dead. <laughs> and just reading it so flat. You give absolutely nothing. And I'm like, well, I have this, you know, I've had this job. So <laughs> This has been my life my entire life. Yeah, this is my whole career at this point. This is method acting, sir. Oh boy. This is this is <laughs> acting from life. So I go home and then uh, they call me, I don't know, it was about a week later after they finished picking everybody, I guess. I don't know. And they told me, okay, be here downtown at such and such a date. You know, I said, okay. The day comes, I go down there and it's some old hotel that had been closed. I guess it looked like it was shut down. Sexy. I know. So I go in there and it looked <laughs> like a sleazy, crappy hotel. And they said, you know, and I said, let's get you into, you know, costume or you know whatever it was it was a maid's outfit <laughs> and basically, yeah. i was dressed as the gimp so, <laughs> wake up the gimp so they go over to this and i'm like wow this is a whole big production they got lights and shit everywhere and whole big table of food and people running all over the place you fucking man. rube yeah i'm like it's wow, a big production is- they got lights and food oh yeah i'm expecting a guy with a camcorder i don't know this is like a legit deal. <laughs> so I go over to this chair and this girl's putting makeup on me and I had to tie my hair back and they put a little hat on me. And Gave you an organ to grind. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, <laughs> the guy comes over and he goes, listen, I got some, I got a, would you mind smoking a cigar during the scene? And I went, yeah, I guess. I don't care. And he's like, well, you don't have to inhale it or anything. You just You have to have it lit in your hand so it looks like you've been smoking a cigar while this guy comes up here. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he goes, okay. And one more thing. We got a couple. We got about 20 minutes before we can, we're ready for you. But I hope you don't mind. But I expanded your part. So when I first got it, it was about maybe two lines, two or three lines. The second time when I was reading with those other dudes, it was about maybe six or seven. Now the guy's giving me the real deal. It's like 15, 18 lines. I mean, it's a good two pages worth of crap. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know if I can memorize this in 20 minutes. And he goes, no, no, don't worry. We'll just do it line by line. He goes, because, and I said, what happened? And he goes, dude, you were so, you were good. We needed you to be longer. We extended this scene because you were so good. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and then I turned to the girl and I said, excuse me, I need a latte right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, my chair does not have powers on it exactly where's my trailer <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting there and i'm watching them all and what was cool is they had this big giant camera thing the guy was sitting on it and it was on train tracks right and they're sliding it around and it's got a big guy with a fishing pole with a microphone on it and all this crap and i'm like holy holy shit so i'm sitting there and i'm trying to read the you know i'm eating a sandwich too because they had all this free food 
So they go, okay, you're ready. Do you think you're ready? And I went, oh, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. All right. So they put me in this little booth that's like the desk clerk booth. The movie is called Amateur Hour because it's about a TV show called Amateur Hour. It's like a variety show that this guy wants to get on as a comedian. So when he comes to the big city, so to speak, to be on the show, he comes to the sleazy hotel and I'm the desk clerk. So when they come up, they have the TV on. It's like an old black and white variety show. And I'm supposed to be laughing at it and smoking a cigar and not paying attention to when he walks up. You know, they go, OK, go. And he comes up and he says hello. And I said, welcome to the whatever hotel and just stare at him. And then I immediately start w- looking at the camera because it's sliding around on the train tracks. <laughs> Every time the thing started moving, I was like, mm. <laughs> like eyeballing the cameras. Is going <laughs> and go, stop, stop, stop. You know, and, it, and he goes, I said, I, I said, I didn't know the thing was going to move. I'm just, I'm sorry. It's very distracting. I don't know. What, you know, I did it like three times. So I said, all right. I said, I'm sorry. I'll focus, you know, pay attention. So I did it and then I uh, had to do it maybe two more times because I tripped over a word or something like that. Or I, We did the whole thing and he goes, fantastic, boom, we're done. That was great. And I kept saying, man, I'm sorry I, I screwed it up so many times. And he goes, are you kidding me? That was nothing because I, I had screwed it up a good six, seven times, eight times, either tripping over a word or looking at the microphone or watching the camera move. Well, you can't be too upset with an amateur. It's called amateur hour. Right. Well, I thought I was messing up. You know, there was all these people, you know, staring at me. And, uh, Judging you. That's right. They were. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I did it. And they said, thanks very much. And I loaded up a free bag of food and I left. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's the common theme your whole life. Pillowcase of so, food. A month or so later, they sent me this thing in the mail. And I ha- I still have it somewhere. But it was like a press packet about the movie. And it was like a, a flyer for the premiere, and they had the, you know like a couple of tickets. And on such and such a date, they wanted me to go down there because they were having the premiere of the movie. And they called me and said, "Are you making sure we want you to go?" And I said, "Oh, of course, I'm going to go." And he said, "Well, just you don't have to wear a suit or anything, but just dress nicely, or you know, said, <laughs> no okay. yellow leopard spotted boots. Please. No leopard spot. <laughs> well, those boots were gone by this time, sadly." But I did wear my best uh, Kiss t-shirt. No. <laughs> oh, I figured it was going to be Mighty Mouse. No, that shirt was going to at that time. But <laughs> I, no, I did. I wore like a, you know, like a college shirt and I dressed up nice. And you go down there and it's like a legitimate thing. I had to walk, you know, in front of everybody. There was a reddish carpet. <laughs> I don't know if there was or not. I don't remember that part. But I do know you had to walk specifically in a certain pattern because you were in the movie. And they were talking to the local reporters or whatever it was. And somebody asked me what I did, and I said, security. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. They, nobody asked me anything after that. And then I went into the theater, and, of course, they had free drinks and fucking food. And You got another pillowcase of food. <laughs> Damn straight. I was chowing down and uh, getting some free beverages and went in there and watched the movie. And it was really cool to see myself with a giant you know, six-foot head on the screen doing it. <laughs> So I actually got to watch myself in the movie, and I only saw it that one time. And they said, "Oh, thank you." And you know, it was, it was I had a blast. I had a really good time. It's the same yeah. as everybody else who uh, saw that movie that night. It's the only time they saw it. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it was or not. But I kept calling them. I said, "Man, uh, can I get a copy of this? I want to, you know, let me buy one. I'll buy a video. I just because I'm in it. It's a good souvenir." And they said, "Yeah, sure. Well, you know, soon as something, something or whatever." And uh, I never, I could never get a hold of them again after that. 
And I got offered, believe it or not, because I was in that movie, I was eligible to join the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, and it's a good thing you didn't because you would have lost so much money. Oh, yeah. They wanted four, four hundred, over $400 just to join. Yeah. And then I had monthly dues and all that kind of crap. And I'm like, I'm not doing this unless you're going to guarantee me getting on a TV show or something. You know, all those TV shows that are on in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, but I could. I was eligible to get on it. And then two guys that were there saw the movie and they made these goofy horror movies, these low budget horror movies. And then they called me and they said, hey, are you the guy that was the desk clerk? And I said, yeah, that was me. And he goes, would you want to be in a horror movie? And I went, yeah, sure. You know, what's it pay? And it was the same as the first one. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Free food. And <laughs> Gave you a free rice. pillowcase for the food. <laughs> <laughs> a whole tray of Subway finger sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I went down to their offices and I met, met these people. And they said, yeah, we saw the amateur hour movie and you were really good in it. And I'm like, really? I was talking five minutes, but okay. And they said, well, you ever been in a horror movie? And I said, no. I had to pretend I was in something, like a warehouse with no light, and I was hearing creepy noises or just something stupid. That sounds embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but I did it. And they said, okay, you're in. And, uh, <laughs> you did it, you're in. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> the price was right. So in that movie, my character was named The Pill Pusher. Hmm. Yes, and I had two scenes in that one. In the first scene, I actually got to see a naked girl. Hey, now. Because, yeah, she was my one of my workers or hookers or whatever it was. Oh, and I walk in the room and I say, hey, bitch, she's in the shower. Nice. The shower. Right. There's one of those, you know, five-minute shower scenes. And then I walk in and say something. <laughs> <laughs> Watching her, I was like, get all soaked up. And, you know. <laughs> this is a real B-movie hard thing. Was there any urination? <laughs> No, nothing like that. So there maybe was it was a, a penthouse movie. German. Yeah, there was a guy barking in German. <laughs> Scheiser. But in that one, I got to wear my own clothes. So I was wearing my own leather jacket and black T-shirts. And Please tell me. Yellow leopard spotted boots. No, those boots God were gone. It. Those boots never made it out of, out of Hollywood. They, they fell apart. There's not one picture of those boots. I want a picture. I do have pictures of them. I have a band picture where I'm wearing them. Oh, you got to send it that to me. That's well, fantastic. It looks like I'm humping a, a statue of a dog. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Well, I it's do care a little unnatural. bit, but <laughs> so, what's that? Something unnatural. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. All right. But anyway, that's the first scene, and then you know, and then the next scene I'm in is where I'm out on the street in the middle of the night, and the pill pusher gets killed by the monster in the movie. So they had this big thing in a monster outfit, and what? I get stabbed with like a big giant sword, and I get killed. What did the monster look like? He had like a rubber mask on, but it wasn't like a Bigfoot type of monster. It was just like a guy looked like he was all burnt up or crazy or you know something like that. Like he could have been but, tipping a dollar at good guys? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. I said, holy shit, it's the mirror. It's me as a younger man. Thank you. You are a fuck. So, <laughs> but the guy in the monster suit had to stand on a box or a little platform because I was taller than he was. And it didn't look right because yeah, I sure. can't be bigger than the monster. Sure. <laughs> Otherwise, why is he killing me? It should be the other way around. But that time they had a cam, they had the cameras on the train tracks and all that shit. But it didn't bother me this time because I knew what to expect. So you kept your golly internal. 
Exactly. <laughs> the second time around, they did not have the big tables full of food, and I was oh, so disappointed. That sucks. And I, I immediately called my agent. And, <laughs> and went hungry for a week? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, I was like, where's the, where's the sandwiches, man? Yeah, they're down at the subway. We'll go get one. <laughs> I never saw that one because I moved before that one came out. So, Do you know if there was a premiere? Yeah, they did email me and tell me when the premiere and all that crap was, but I had moved on at that point. But I, you know, I couldn't go. I bet when you uh, when they found out you couldn't arrive, they just canned the whole movie, put it right in the trash. Probably. They said that's it. The star can't be there. Preacher I brought from a Shakespearean bent to uh, getting rammed with a sword. Hey now, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was that kind of movie. Now the day the day I was there when the chick was in the shower, I screwed up on a couple times on purpose. Because she opens up, you know, I, I remember the first line was, hey, bitch. You know, supposed to be a tough guy. And she opens the curtain, and I just went, God damn. <laughs> 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 and they said, stop, stop. You can't say that. And I said, oh, yes, I can. Because she was an attractive girl. Well, I don't think they're going to put a dog in the shower scene. That doesn't make much sense, does it? She didn't even have a head. I was just staring straight at her tits. <laughs> I say, goddamn. <laughs> she laughed. She said, well, thank you. That's very flattering. Like, it's going to be a very different movie in a minute. You keep talking to me. <laughs> it's going to be a felony. <laughs> yeah. Already I got ringing in my ears. <laughs> you, want a, you want a movie monster? It's coming right now. Literally. I will release the Kraken. You're going to need a shower after I'm done with it. And then the monster got very tired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ate a sandwich and went to bed. Needed to sleep. <laughs> I immediately went, you know, from tough guy to, you know, giggling baboon. Like a 12 year old. Hey, look at the boobies. <laughs> boobies. Of course, you know, she's getting in the movie because she's the, uh, whatever the guy's girlfriend. Because she's got tits. That's why he's, she's his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's willing to get naked in a D-level movie. Oh, how about this? I don't think there ever. I don't think there was film in the camera. I think he was desperate to bang her, and this was all a ruse just to get in her pants. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And I would have said, "Well, that's a, that's genius," because I'm pretty sure it worked. I need to check your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very yeah. accurate thermometer in my pants. Yeah, that's right. We need COVID protocols <laughs> right now. That reminds me, you know the difference between a regular thermometer and a rectal thermometer? The taste? What? I don't know. Ah, oh, you ruined it, you fucker. <laughs> no, the flavor. Yeah, the flavor. <laughs> I knew it was something ridiculous. But yes, that is my short and brilliant movie career. Oh, well, you know what? I They were asking me what kind of experience you had, and I didn't want to say nothing because I was in extras when I was in California. Sure people on the street they always needed somebody so you could just walk around or just be in it i said yeah i did that and then i'm you know that uh thing we did at mike's apartment matt tv well i mentioned that and i said yeah that was like a public access show did you mention that uh, that one of the guests was an 18 year old exposing his butt <laughs> <laughs> no i left that part out well someone else the part out where you did not touch the the applause button where someone else was Pulling my cheeks apart to make it talk, and it's probably got my butthole showing. 
We need to we need to submit that to the Oscar committee. <laughs> you were you were Ace Ventura long before he did. It. Ace Ventura never showed his butthole. That's right. But yeah, I mentioned that show to, as experience, like I knew what I was doing. I had no clue. Yeah, which goes to show you just need to be open to whatever the universe shows, and then you get in all kinds of wacky crap. But there you go. That's my whole uh, movie time adventure. I think uh, most people who have a uh, movie experience story probably involved uh, like a, a bang van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the bang van. No, that no, wasn't nothing like that. One-way mirror, something like that. So I immediately walked around with a cape and a brave for a couple of weeks <laughs> after the premiere, hoping that somebody would recognize me at the mall, but no one did. Did so, you wear an ascot? No, I didn't think of that. I should have. <laughs> you walked around part That's like Elvis. The perfect old man accessory, the big ascot. You were part Elvis, part Charlton uh, Heston. Yeah, and I just walked around like I was extremely busy and had no time to talk to you. Excuse me. And I just walked real fast. <laughs> you whipped out your uh, Star Trek phone, the flip phone from the mid-90s, <laughs> and said, get me Darren McGavin on the phone. That's right. Best. I don't have time to talk to you. I had to wing out to the coast. <laughs> While we're talking about all these uh, movies that you were in, you were in a movie when you were in California. This is long before those two movies we just spoke about. Yes. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good setup, man. <laughs> I know. I love to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the uh, adventures of Go Fuck Yourself, Matt. <laughs> No, I was in one of your favorite movies, uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, the Dice now, Clay movie. Now, I, I, Although at the time, I didn't know it was a Dice Clay movie. I thought it was a tone-low video. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies. I'll say this. When it came out, I loved it. And I'll say this. I have not seen it in 20 years, so it might be a fucking dog, and I just don't realize it. Oh, I enjoyed it. I, I, I loved it at the time. I'm just giving myself an out. <laughs> but, you know, it's another one of those things where you're walking along the street. And I asked a guy, and he says, yo, we're we're making a movie. You want to be in it? Because we need ex extra people. And I went, yeah, sure. And he told me, well, you got to get rid of the big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> and you threw away a dollar. Once again, I beep bopping along, and I had a dollar. Yes, I had a dollar, and I got a drink. <laughs> what a surprise. It's such a shock. Yes. I know exactly where it was. It was right there on Sunset on in the Mall of America, which is not a mall at all. It's like little office buildings. And That's a horrible so name. So I finished my drink, and I went in there, and they're playing this Tone Logue song. The guy from The Warriors, the movie The Warriors. I don't know what his name is. It's in the, I don't know if you remember the scene where these girls throw him off the balcony. and he. Well, anyway, he lands on that. this boombox, and then I'm in the crowd of all these kids. They, they like reach in to beat him up. Isn't that the beginning where the, the, the skeevy guy, and he's, he's obsessed with the girl band? Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's a girl band. And they, yeah. he, they throw him off the balcony because Fort Fairlane has an office in this little complex. And uh, you reach in like you're going to beat him up. And I think, I think I got cut out. Or you can see like maybe a one arm, a piece of one arm. That's what it is. I remember it now. Yes, you can see it. I remember you saying this. You can see my arm. And then I was shocked because when the movie came out, I was like, hey, I, I was there. I was in this. And, of course, I'm like the only white arm in Because <laughs> I was telling everybody, I said, hey, because I I, honestly, I thought it was a video, a Tone Logue video, because they kept playing the this, this song, you know. 
And I said, hey, I'm going to be in a music video, a tone look video. But it was not It was for Fairly. So there you go. I was in The Doors, the movie The Doors. I was one person in like a crowd of like a 2,000 people or whatever it was. Did you make it into I, the movie? I, well, in this crowd scene outside the whiskey. So, but you can see you. Can you, can you be seen? No, you can't see me. Or no. you, I was just, that's, I was there. You can't tell that it's you. No, I'm in a crowd of a, you know, 2,000 people. They, they show, it's like a, they show the whole crowd. So no, you're not going to be able to see me. I wasn't like jumping up and down. The Doors, that was one of those movies where it's half karaoke. It's not even karaoke. It's putting on the hits. Were you just watching? What was that guy? What was the guy in him playing uh, Morrison? Oh, uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. So half the movie is Val Kilmer doing putting on the hits. Just I can't stand the doors, so no, I wasn't going to watch it. I like the doors, but why I do I, I want to see like Val Kilmer do, doing lip syncing? Who gives a shit? If he did lip syncing now, that would be interesting because he can barely speak. Why? What's wrong with him? No, he like throat cancer or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he can't speak. He's dead. I didn't know he was sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Larry King. Oh, yeah. You must be devastated. Oh, my goodness, I am, because I didn't expect it. <laughs> what are you going to call yourself now? Here's my dilemma. Do I continue to go as Larry King guy, or do I just confiscate his whole identity and pretend like it's really me? I'm Larry King. Or you just say something, this is Larry King's corpse. Well, I already did that with Stephen Hawking. Oh. It was Stephen Hawking's corpse, then the ghost, He's and dead? then, uh, yeah, long, long dead. And then uh, the z- zombie uh, Stephen Hawking. But I thought I could just just take his his entire life and make it my own because you can't slander the dead. So I'm I can do anything I want and just take a picture of myself and go. I look pretty fucking good for 85. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had all these uh, tweets I put out on the uh, morning that Larry King died. You won't get any of them. <laughs> you won't because you didn't listen to buffoonery because you're an asshole. Uh, uh, no, you didn't make. Would you make another one? No. The why would I make a second one and give it to you? Exactly. You didn't listen to the first, first one because it wasn't in it. You were. You know what? I'm not going over this again. And because you have no argument. I am still so offended by it. If I had put you at the beginning of, <clears throat> and, and here is Matt, dead silence, waiting for you, and then you say what you say, you'd still be upset because you didn't appear in the entire hour-long episode for which you recorded ten seconds. That's right. Should have been it. There you go. Feel silly now, don't you? I feel slighted and uh, extremely hurt. Here's something. If you want to feel old, and I know you do, <laughs> do yourself a favor. Go, I know you do. <laughs> go to your go to your internet search engine and do a search for how many days since, and then put your date of birth. Here, what's your date of birth? June twenty sixth. Uh-huh. It's 19-something, right? It's not 1856. No, 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 60 what? 8. What? 68? 66. 66? Really? Oh. Oh, how old are you? What year? Every year. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> what year were you born, you bitch? 67. Wow. God damn. 1967. It was a good year. I can't believe how much older you are than me. All right, so, so just take a guess how many days old you are. Emphasis on old. 42,374 and a half. That's dumb. Why is that dumb? Larry King was 31,841 days old. 
He was 85. Oh. Cut it back. <laughs> 10,000 days. Not even close. You're just under halfway there. 5,000 days? Halfway the opposite way. Fucking dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yes, for your 5,000 days old. I am 5,000. You're fucking 54 and you're 5,000 days old. <laughs> I don't have a calculator in front of me. Well, you know it's not 5,000. I don't know anything of the kind. I don't even want to have this discussion. You are 19,574 days old. Which is exactly what I said. How old do you feel now? <laughs> you're almost 20,000 days old. That's well I should be. In one year, if you make it, you will be 20,000 20, days old. Yeah, I've got a couple stents, I'm just saying. Uh, those stents, like my heart, are made of steel. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Steel's not very flexible, but okay. So, fuck you. Nobody's seeing me in the box. I'm, I'm going to outlive every one of you bastards. I'm not saying I'm going to dance on your grave. I'm just saying I'll take a step. Yeah. I'll do a little soft shoe. A little soft shoe. <laughs> I promise I will live at least 15 minutes after you drop dead. You won't have the strength to travel to get to get to my grave to step on it. <laughs> this is such a, an unfriendly thing. <laughs> but it's funny. It's hurtful. It's what it is. Thank I'm you. so sorry, Matthew. My deepest apologies. All I do is love, and I get shit on every minute. Scheiser. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was odd when I walked into the uh, the horror movie in the shot with the girls in the shower. I kept saying, what's the chicken for? <laughs> 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 and they're like, oh, you'll see. And I went, no, no, I don't want to see. I will not watch a horror movie until I see at least several rubber chickens. I see you're not a fan of Sven Gulli. What's that? Do you remember uh, Count Gore Duvall, Captain 20? Oh, yeah, him. Sven Gulli does the same thing. It's it's a syndicated thing, except he's goofy. He, he tries to be funny rather than, you know, like whatever Captain 20 was trying to do. <laughs> I don't, yeah, what was he trying to do? Dick Dreisel, I think that's his name, something like that, Captain 20. I'm sorry, did you just say Dick Dreisel? Dreisel. That's his name. Dreisel. That's, that's so wrong. <laughs> Dreisel. Where you, where you... <laughs> Dick dry hole. Dick wet hole. Ew. That's my radio name. <laughs> Dreisel. Dreisel, yeah. With a Z, sir. With a Z. I think that's his name. I, I found him uh, online. He's still He's started doing the uh, Count Gore Duvall again with, you know, old shitty movies. And you just watch it online. I haven't because I have better things to do with my time. <laughs> but uh, if you want to waste your time, you can watch that. Well, how can you not watch a guy called Dig Dryhole? That that uh, that writes itself. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Dryhole. Yeah. All right. Enough about me. Let's get back to making uh, talking about your life. So, what'd you do for Christmas? This past Christmas? No, uh, Christmas fifteen years ago. Yeah. Fuck you. Think I I'm just talking went, about? I, uh, <laughs> just went down to my mother's for the weekend. You know that reminds me. Did your father ever have the uh, the talk with you? No. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I didn't think your father had much interest in your upbringing. <laughs> I think he, he, you know, he just you were there. <laughs> no, my father would drive me in the uh, police cruiser to the bus stop, and uh, we would sit in silence listening to WTOP while he smoked. <laughs> That's some bonding time right there. And then when the bus arrived, he'd nod in my general direction. <laughs> yeah, okay, get out now. <laughs> Purpose served. Right. Well, you know, my father wasn't much better unless unless he was forced or he found it amusing. Is he the one that gave you the Mac Bolin books? He did. Was that the talk? No, the talk was actually before this. You know, when I was a little kid, you come home from school and I used to watch Gilligan's Island and, you know, Batman and all the, you know, all the 60 sitcoms. Uh-huh. But when the Batman was on, when the Julie Newmar Catwoman or Batgirl was on, it used to drive me crazy. <laughs> I used to, I literally used to run around in circles because they were just amazing to me. I don't know who designed those <laughs> outfits, but he should be canonized. He really should. I know what my special purpose is. Holy man, because it used to, it, it was Julie Newmar Catwoman, Batgirl, and then Joy from the Bugaloos. I don't know that one. <clears throat> because she was always getting kidnapped and tied up. And I, oh, I really, Lord. Like, oh, yeah, it was quite a show. The Bugaloos had a rat dressed in an SS uniform. Nice. It's one of those weird, trippy 60s British kid shows. So my father's in there watching one day, and I'm going ape shit over Catwoman and Batgirl. And then Gilligan's Island comes on, and of course, Ginger and Marianne. So he goes, come here, I want to talk to you for a minute, because my mother was b getting concerned. Cause <laughs> It's like humping the floor or something. Lord. <laughs> so, He's chipping the paint on the floor. He's, and I can't tell you how many floorboards he'd ruined. So he threw my brother and sister out. He told them to go outside. Uh, Just sit down. I want to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, and of course, I immediately thought I was in trouble. Starting to come up with reasons why I didn't do whatever it was he was going to. Right. <laughs> He goes, I'm going to talk to you, and I want you to answer me honestly. You know, you're not going to get in trouble. And that, of course, to me, that means I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I don't know what I did. You know, as far as I know, I didn't do anything. And he goes, Do you like girls? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what he did. He goes, You like girls? And I went, Yeah. And he goes, I see you like that cat woman. And I went, Yeah. And he goes, Good, because I ain't raising no fagula. Oh my God. Right. And I went. What's that? And he goes, you don't worry about that. I'll ask the questions. Right? <laughs> so TV was still on. He goes, I have a question for you, and I want you to answer honestly. And I'm like, uh, okay. So he points at the TV, and he goes, Ginger or Marianne? And I looked at it, and I went, Marianne. And he goes, okay, can you explain why? I said, really? You want me to tell you my honest thing? And he goes, yeah, tell me, tell me what you think. <laughs> And I said, listen, both Marianne and Ginger are really good looking, so it's not like you're going to lose either way. And that Ginger, she looks like she's a good time. She looks like she's up for anything. And my father kind of, he goes, he starts nodding and says, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm tracking with you. And I said, she looks like she's up for anything. And I said, Marianne looks like she'd be up for anything, but you'd have to talk her into it. And that makes it way dirtier. He puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, son, I have never been more proud of you than I am at this moment. <laughs> now Just, get out. I want to take a nap. Were you 50 at this point? <laughs> how, how old were you? I don't know. Elementary school. I don't believe know. a word of this story. <laughs> Not one. 
<laughs> not one word of that story is true. <laughs> talk like a man in my house. In a prepubescent, Matt said, but she, you'll have to talk her into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that happened. You'd have to convince her. <laughs> you fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. No, the real, the real talk, because this was after, of course, I was reading all those Mac Bowling books. And I have to My tell the uncle. listeners, I have to tell the listeners, we edited that part out of the previous shows because it was just, it was dreadful. Right. <laughs> it was sad. It, it was, was a form sad. of abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway my uncle richard used to be, have a van uncle dick yeah he was a painter and he had all these porno real hardcore porno eggs he had a rape van and i found him and was like looking at him a day and got caught so literally my father brings me into the room he hands me this little book and he goes i want you to read this and if you have any questions wake me up <laughs> Shit. And, yeah and he literally laid down and went, and went to sleep it's so important he had to nap. Right. And it's this little pamphlet. And it was like uh, a doctor talks to 10-year-olds or 8-year-olds or whatever it was. And it was all about sex. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking, well, I already know this. I saw it in the porno mag. Because they had diagrams. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is the part where she's screaming in German. You know? And it's just... I mean, my uncle had nasty magazines like King Cunt and just hardcore <laughs> magazines that I was looking at. I do have one question, Daddy. Why in this pamphlet did it not mention Shiza? Yeah. (laughs) I don't see Catwoman in here. It was ridiculous. And I I said, well, I already know all this. I've seen it. So then I'm thinking, well, now what am I going to do? Because if I leave, he's going to get mad. And if I I wake him up, he's going to get mad. (laughs) So I just kind of sat there for a little bit. So anyway, he he woke up and he goes, all right, do you have any questions? And I went, no. No, sir. (laughs) Yeah, and he goes, good, get out. Oh, shit. (laughs) And he laid back down and went to sleep. So I come out of the room, and of course my mom's in the living room. She's folding clothes or something with my brother and sister. And she's looking at me like I I had just been traumatized by something. You've got the thousand-mile stare. Yeah, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I could use a drink. (laughs) (laughs) You know, did you understand the book? And I'm like, yeah. Oh. You You were double-teamed. Yeah, well, my mother, uh, I'm guaranteeing my mother made my father give me that thing. I thought it was like a couple of days later, whatever, my father goes, do you, you sure you don't have any questions about that thing? And I'm like, no. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, you know, you, you already saw it in those magazines. Yes, I do have a question. What What's the meaning of shaved quim? I don't, I don't understand <laughs> But that was the real you know, talk, birds and bees talk. And I had learned more than that in the Mac Bowling books. We'll have to revisit that. I don't want to deny Those the... Uh, books are fantastic. I highly recommend them. Yeah, I, I used to get in trouble when I was a little kid. I wasn't allowed to play with the girls in the neighborhood anymore. No. We had a deck on the back of the house, you know, that was like on the second floor. Well, we used to go out there and play pirates. And of course, what's the first thing a pirate does? He ties a girl to the corner of the boat, which was the deck, and then takes her shirt off. <laughs> you were reading some very interesting stories about apparently that. you're not supposed to do that i wasn't allowed to do that anymore and then i used to take i had a Cap- captain kirk doll you know i had all the Cap- all the star trek dolls oh my yeah <laughs> i did so i used to take my captain kirk and go over to the uh, the girl's house that was across the street and play barbies 
And of course, since I'm the captain, you're going to put out, you're going to take that shirt off. First captain gets a little kiss, then daddy gets a little kiss. Put this red shirt on. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you you, you can't go over there anymore. <laughs> I was not allowed to do that. Because when I'm you like, went why? over. I'm just playing Captain Kirk. When you went over, you took a golf pencil and put it in Captain Kirk's underwear. <laughs> that was the whole point, Captain Kirk. You know, they all kiss Captain Kirk on the show. You know, Barbie's getting a kiss. Yeah, but, you know, one for me. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm the captain. The The problem is when you made it spit for the captain. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he used to take that same girl. I was a pervert. I tired of the, the deck. You know, my mother would be like, why do you keep doing that? And I'm like, Ugh. Because that's what you're supposed to do. I'm a pirate. <laughs> she can't be wearing a shirt. No, she's my prisoner. I don't know if you understand this, Mom. I have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, they tell my father, once he realized what it was, he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Knock it off. Stop doing it. Don't, you're not allowed to go over there anymore. But he did used to laugh at me because I would run around in circles when Catwoman came home and Batgirl. I don't doubt that at all. Because I, I run around in circles now if I watch that show when they come on. No, I'm, I'm not going to believe that at all. Smoking <laughs> hot outfits. You're not running for shit. <laughs> no, I spin in the chair. You're running for a Pringles. I don't <laughs> run there in my arms reach. When did you start eating garbage food? That is recent. But, because Stuff. I didn't have a time to make a meal before I had to come up here and be on the phone with you. I said 730. Don't I blame me. I figured for once I'll be on time. Otherwise, I would have cooked myself some ramen noodles or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I don't have any groceries because I'm leaving this weekend, and I didn't want to buy any. You know what? I stand I'm corrected. Just whatever's left. What? I stand corrected. I apologize. You were ready to have a nutritious dinner, and I stopped you to record. <laughs> you were going to have ramen and pork I rinds. I have three, three packages of ramen noodles. That's three Eat. too many. Oh, don't I know it. That's the shit I used to live on in California that turned me green. No, I think that was the night train that turned you green, but ramen noodles no, didn't help. No, it was help. eating all that salt from ramen noodles and Popeyes and shit, and it gave me a greenish hue. It was not healthy. So you returned to what worked for you before. That's right. I have, I eat like a three-year-old. I don't like to cook. I don't like to. If you can't microwave it or just give it to you prepared, I don't want to do it. I know. I think a three-year-old still gets some titty juice, doesn't he? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not doing that well. I'm doing worse than that. Although last night I ate a salad for dinner. A salad made of? Salad. Lettuce and shit. You get those salad bags. All you got to do is dump it in a big dog bowl, pour a bunch of shit on it, and eat it. Jesus. But, you know, <laughs> salad dressing, and you eat it. You dump the, It's pre-made salad mix. You just dump it in a bowl. Then you throw some shredded cheese and some uh, croutons in there, a whole bunch of pepper, and then dump some salad dressing on it. You know, you, Mix it all up. That's dinner. Well, no, because there's no protein involved. Yeah, but it's very filling if you eat the whole bag. Then go eat some styrofoam. It's very filling. <laughs> uh, a little roughage in the diet is good for you. I do the same thing with pizza rolls. <laughs> pizza rolls? Yeah, those little Totino's things. You just nuke them up and eat them. You're not fucking 12. What do you need pizza rolls? You get fish sticks too? No, I don't eat fish. Then that's what you would object to. Yeah, the fish is gross. I'm not eating Pizza that. rolls. Yeah, you don't like those things? They're quick and easy. No, I'm not 12. 
Oh, well, good, good for you, Mr. And I don't save room for dessert. <laughs> the fuck? I don't have any dessert in the house. Yes, you do. You eat pizza rolls. <laughs> it is dessert. No, that's dinner. That's not dinner for an adult. <laughs> I told you. I uh, get it quick. And by the way, if you get a bag of lettuce and whatever nonsense else comes in that, you need protein. Yeah, you, it's a big salad. I got cheese no. in there. Cheese is protein. And I got my carbs through uh, croutons. Well, uh, heaven knows the one thing you need in your diet is carbs. Eating fucking Pringles for dinner, you're missing carbs. <laughs> Get some chicken and, some, and put it in light there. Ranch. What? Get some chicken and put it in there. Chicken. Who's got time to cook chicken? You don't have to cook it. You can get chicken that is pre-cooked uh, and it comes in a bag. Chicken will make you sick. It's pre-cooked. It comes in a bag and you put it into the, the salad. <laughs> oh my god! That seems way too involved. I just like to dump the bag in a bowl, dump some shit on it, and eat it. Your girlfriend needs to give you far more than pussy. Well, she well she comes over and cooks. She'll actually make a meal, make meals. Now she needs to teach you how to eat. That's I do make I do make a spaghetti every now and then. Why? Oh, you ask me if I cook dinner. Sometimes I cook spaghetti for dinner. That's not cooking, and that's not food. <laughs> it's it is it is here. No, it's noodles with some sauce on it, right? <laughs> Yeah, it boils some water, throw the noodles in there when it gets ready. That's not cooking, and that's not Dump food. The sauce on it. No. I Cook. do eat the vegetables in the, the microwave bags, the steamer bags. Those are pretty good. Mixed vegetables, that's good. Yeah, they're And great. then I have a peanut butter and jelly. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Neither one <laughs> of those are an adult food. Yeah, you make a couple. Well, you don't have time. Get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'll tell you something. Here's one thing you have plenty of time to do: die, because <laughs> that's, that's what you're doing. You are you are shaving minutes off of every I meal to give you more time to die. Oh, stop it! You are not. So that what is, do you cook, Mister uh, Chef Combo? This is what I do. I will prepare a meal so that it lasts me at least three days, four days, if I can manage it. See, that's gross. You can't eat the same thing every day. And two, it's not meant to last that long. By four, day four and five, it, it's gross. It's, I didn't say day uh, five. Off. I didn't say day five. It's going to spoil and you give you botulism. I can go back and play that over and over again. You'll never hear day five. I said day three and maybe day four. Yeah, that's, too, that's too long. I no, don't like not. leftovers. I don't like leftovers. I eat it there. And How could you have a leftover? You're eating Pringles. Exactly. I don't have leftovers. You don't have firstovers. You're not eating food. <laughs> Look, I was just snacking on the chips while we're on the thing, and then I'll go down and make my... Oh, bullshit. Noodles. Bullshit. You'll make Jack fucking... You're going to make noodles. <laughs> I'm going to boil some salt. Jesus Christ. Here's the next episode of Shut Up, I'm Talking. Here's Matt's suicide note. It's his diet. <laughs> Fuck. It's, oh, you make it sound so bad. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Said the I walking corpse. I eat healthy corpse. when I go to like restaurants and stuff. Please tell me how you eat healthy. Well, it depends on where you go. Oh, okay. Now we've qualified that you're eating healthy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the portion of the time that you eat out that you're eating healthy, how do you eat healthy? Well, if I go to a Mexican restaurant, I have uh, fajitas. That's all beef and uh, grilled onions and peppers and shit. 
Well, you have destroyed my argument. <laughs> so I eat beef there. I eat steak. I like steak. I have a George Foreman grill. I will grill a steak. So these fajitas you get Although from these restaurants. Because they've gotten so expensive. I don't know why. It's like we ran out of cows. What the, what the fuck is that? So these fajitas you get from these restaurants that are healthy. Is mm-hmm. this D or F grade meat? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is grade A. Ah, uh-huh, sure. I bet. I eat uh, instant oatmeal for breakfast in the morning. It has a bear on the box. I don't know what it's called. All right. But it, no, it's sugar-free instant you know, oatmeal. You just pour some milk in it and heat it up, and it becomes like this uh, kind of like a concrete sludge. <laughs> that sounds appetizing. Yeah. <laughs> I put the rest of it up my ass. <laughs> yeah, basically. I got spackle the front porch with it. You know, you you could just take one day, you get some chicken breasts, and you... It already sounds too involved. You put the oven on 350. No, if, I use a, uh, uh, the George Foreman. And if you put chicken breasts on the George Foreman, they dry out. It doesn't. It's not good. Then don't use the George Foreman. So I you, eat chicken when I go to the Buffalo Wild Wings. You, so you put the uh, oven on 350. <laughs> I like hot wings. <laughs> you put the chicken breast in. <laughs> you cook it for 25 minutes. Yeah. And then you slather that bitch with hot sauce. <laughs> then when it's done, you can have three days worth of protein. <laughs> and then all you have to do is just steam some vegetables nightly. 20 minutes. You want to yeah, add some rice to it? Bags like the vegetables. It takes five minutes. Okay. Go for it. Anything it takes for you to eat something healthy, go for <laughs> it. As long as it's not lard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I snack on Crisco. <laughs> no, I like hot sauce. I put hot sauce on a lot of stuff. Because I do uh, sriracha. Yeah, I like the sriracha. That's pretty good. I like uh, El Tapatio or okay. Cholula or Cholula hot sauces. The only problem with the hot sauces is that they are high in sugar. Not the ones I get. Well, if you get sriracha, it's high in sugar. Oh. I got this one. It's called The Bomb. The Bomb. That'll make your eyes bleed. It burns. I'm not sure what the benefit is there, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't use that one often. You know, when I want that experience, I just have somebody uh, kick me straight in the balls. <laughs> yeah, because that that one burns. <laughs> just smelling it makes your nose run. And then I say thank you. My point being, you can just cook a chicken breast or chicken breasts and it'll last you three or four days. And then all you need are the sides. And you can have the sides that are healthy and it's filling and it's good for you. And it's not Pringles for dinner. <laughs> I don't I didn't want say this was my dinner. I just said this is what I'm snacking on. I don't want you to die, Matt. I'm not going <laughs> to die. I'm eating very well. Of course you are. I don't want you to die tomorrow. <laughs> I don't have a long-term plan for my life. I'd like you to outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to live for. I'd like you to outlive me. <laughs> you have children. I have I like firehouse subs. Those are good. Those are much better than subway. Eat fresh. Be a pervert. That guy's still in prison, that Jared. He's going to be there a while. I bet he's real popular. I bet he's really popular with guys who will fuck anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be his epitaph. (laughs) He was really popular with guys who would fuck anything. (laughs) 
His lasting claim to fame. All right, enough of that guy. And we're getting to the limit of uh, how much time I'm going to pay attention to one recording. I'm struggling See? through a four-hour recording we had from like three months ago. Yeah, how come there hasn't been any new shows? That's a good question. What are you worried about? This is why we've been on too long, because you start to get hostile. You get cranky. You get, <laughs> you get, you get hangry, and then you turn on me. And you start being nasty. And then every time I walk, I get off this thing and I think, why am I doing this? All he does is make fun of me and get nasty with me. You can tell how, how uh, nasty I'm getting by how much I laugh. Yeah. Because you're just, just being a prick. And then I'm like, all right, I got to get out of this. I don't know if you know this, Matt. This has been the basis of our friendship I, for, yeah, I know. for nearly 30 years. Yeah. I still don't know why I answered the phone. I remember the first time you got upset at me for making fun of you in some in front of other people. Yeah, it was fucking rude. You said, hey, man, it's no big deal if it's just you and me, but in front of other people, don't do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you literally gave permission for me to make fun of you in front of you. I said, set in stone. No problem, man. Until we do a podcast. Fucking try to cock block me. Now, you did that to me. I never did that to you. Well, it's funny when I do it to you. No, it's not funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Larry King 90s dump a load every once in a while, too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Remember that house party we had? It was like 400 people in my townhouse. It was the record release party. We had uh, I had kegs and stuff out there. We rented the, uh, the place and put on the show. And uh, for some reason, somebody had the genius idea of making this band go on after us. And of course, when we left, everybody left and nobody watched. <laughs> the, the thing I remember from that is that there was pizza and your father had recently had a heart attack. <laughs> and he just took a big hunk of pizza and went, fuck it. Just like you with a <laughs> can of Pringles. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't fucking whine. He gets his shit done. We couldn't have, we did get the kegs for the record release party, but we couldn't have them at the place we were playing at because we didn't get a liquor license. Right. And the people who ran it wouldn't let us do it. So I said, well, fuck it. Everybody come back to my house, which was a monumental mistake. Because there's like 400 people. Remember, they were all in the yard and they were everywhere. Which one? Is that the one when the cops showed up? Yeah, the cops showed up. Right. And I wouldn't come outside. I was like, no, I'm not going out there. You're going to arrest me. They wanted me to. St they wanted me to come outside and talk to him. I go, uh, no, I know that trap. No, thank you. I'm I'm in my home. I'm legal and I'm drinking and I. That's exactly the way it's going to stay. The only thing I really remember from that, other, than, I mean, I remember these details, but the Eric, was he the the guitarist? Yeah, the guitar player. So he, his girlfriend, I think he eventually got her pregnant, and that's why you know the band kind of went. Oh south. no, that was Mark. Okay, it was so it was Mark. Yeah, he he got his girlfriend pregnant. <laughs> so Mark and his then girlfriend. What? Ended his musical career. Well, more than one. So <laughs> Mark. <laughs> so Mark and his girlfriend. I don't remember if it was just him or if it was multiple people. I know it wasn't me. Pissing in front of him, like going into the bathroom and just like pissing in front of at least him. I think it was multiple people. You were pissing in front of him. She. She. She was pissing in front of you? No. Do you listen? <laughs> I missed a... <laughs> what? <laughs> His girlfriend was pissing in front of you? Sure. <laughs> Let's what, go with what that. That's what I said. 
You're well, not even listening. I missed something. What are you talking about? Obviously, you missed everything except girlfriend, piss, and me. I, I can't speak any more clearly or simply. <laughs> All right. So who was pissing in front of who? You know what? For the purpose of the podcast, it makes no difference. I'm just going to put this in. <laughs> Whoever you want and whatever scenario uh, you please. And that's the end of the story. I'm sticking to it. I'm supposed to keep up with that kind of thing. And a good time was had by all. Now, what did you say? Seriously, you know, I didn't hear. I said it did not happen in front of me. I was not involved. Okay. I, Larry King guy, was not involved. It didn't happen in front of me. <laughs> what was it, Eric? The bit. No, the bass player's name was Mark. Mark. Okay. Yeah, Mark. His girlfriend. It was just this big pronouncement about her urinating in front of at least him and I believe multiple people. Oh. Just going into that bathroom that was right near the front door. Oh, God, that was a cesspool the next day. That was horrible. <laughs> well, you know why now? God. <laughs> she put on a show. Oh, that's nasty. The mother of his child. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, well... Hey, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>